We need to be conscious of the greatness and the vastness of God in our lives and know that he loves us and that he will gather us to him like a hen that gathers her chicks. He talks about that in Matthew 23, 37. Jesus said, Oh, Jerusalem, Jerusalem, the city that kills the prophets and stones God's messengers. How often I have wanted to gather your children together as a hen protects her chicks beneath her wings. He said, but you would not let me. There's so many of you in here this morning and going to be in here this afternoon that God has been striving and wanting to gather you, gather you close to him, but you won't let him. You won't let him because you're allowing the enemy to come between you. It's like a wall and you need to release that, let that go and let that wall come down and let God penetrate it and get, and get rid of it. Are you hearing me? Saints, I'm aware that there is a lot going on around us that could make us feel fearful. A lot of people are panicking. Things have been take things that have we have been taken for granted for years and years may never go back to the way that it was. But think about this. Maybe, just maybe, this should be a wake-up call to wake people up, to get motivated to do something. Maybe we could just consider what's been going on for the last several months a wake-up call. A wake-up call. Maybe this virus is the sound of a trumpet that can startle us Christians into action that we may work while it is still called today. We don't need to keep sitting on our little hineys and waiting for God to move. He's waiting for us to move. We're His soldiers. We have been anointed and filled with the Holy Spirit. We have the same power that raised Jesus Christ from the grave living on the inside of us. That means that we all have raising from the dead power living on the inside of us. But we... We, we have allowed the, the, the news media and whatever's going on in this world to make cowards out of us instead of soldiers. That he's taken God's soldiers and made wimps. We need to stand up. You know, I think uh, I understand now from a friend that was telling me that's from California that's here today. I think she was telling me that they have all of these um, rites and marches and everything and doing it in violence, but now a lot of the Christians are marching they're calling it marching. They're really doing praise and worship services and preaching. But if they call it marching, they're allowed to do it. So we can find a way. There's always, God will make a way. All we have to do is look for that way. And, and all we have to do is be willing to take that first step forward. Are you hearing me? we got to move. Every time I speak, every time I do anything that the Lord has asked me to do, I have to step outside of my comfort zone to do it. But we can do it. And sometimes the more nervous I get, the more I cough. But the more I nervous I get, the more I'm going to speak. You know, you can't let little things stop you. You know. Praise God. Like I said, we need people to stand up and make a difference. Yes, there is a lot of fear out there and it seems like fear has been embraced and actually now being promoted in a really big way. But let me say today that I believe that we are the answer. We are the answer. We need to stand out. When it's the darkest, it's when our light should shine the brightest. Are you hearing me? When it is the darkest, and I don't know in my lifetime when it's ever been as dark as it has been for the last few months. 
But that is when our light should be shining the brightest. Hallelujah. The light that is in all believers exposes and drives out the darkness. The light in you would drive out the darkness. Satan and his demons can't stand the light of Jesus Christ in his people. He cannot stand it when he was doing praise and worship. As Pastor Tim was saying, in, um, in, he was talking about uh, Jehoshaphat. I, I've preached on that many times. But, you know, he called on his praise and worship team. And, and when they were praising and giving praise and worship to the Lord, the Lord went and fought their battle for them. They never had to lift a finger. All they had to do was lift their voices. I believe that you're going to be encouraged today to stand up and make a difference and let your light shine. That's my purpose today. Pastor Larry's, Pastor Sheila, Pastor Tim, praise and worship. That's our goal today is to get you to let your little light shine. Make it a big light, a flood light. Praise God. And let go of that fear that Satan has put on you. The spirit of fear has been getting stronger because so many are continuing to feed it. And what you feed will grow. Just think about it. In the book of Genesis, Satan was a snake. In the book of Revelations, he's a dragon. They have fed him from Genesis to Revelations. We're the one that made Satan. We're the one that gives him the power to do what he does by agreeing with him and listening to his lies. We are the ones that are doing that. We have made, he has come from a snake to a dragon. But you know, brothers and sisters, we can put him right back down again. We can just chop his little old head off. His head's already been chopped off. He just don't know it yet. You know, you can cut a snake's head off and that snake is going to keep on moving because he don't know he's dead yet. And he might do a little bit of damage. And that's like Satan. His head's been cut off, but he don't know it yet. So he's still doing a little bit of damage. But that's okay. That's okay. There is no greater power in this world than God Almighty. There is no greater power in this world, in this universe, than God Almighty. And there's some little old snake going to bother me. Call me silly, that's okay. You call me, I've been called worse. Jesus says, don't be afraid. And Isaiah 41 is a very familiar verse, but most, but most believers have read, most believers have read it and they've confessed it many times, but did you believe it? Saints, your testimony should be, that's where he says, fear not, I'll be with you. When you walk through the waters, I'll be with you. When you do this, I'll be with you. Like I said, most of us can quote it by heart. But do we believe it? If God says it, that settles it. And there, and there should be absolutely no reason to doubt that that just absolutely should be your uh, confession. If God settles that, uh, said it, that settles it. He said, don't be afraid. He said, for I am with you. He said, don't be discouraged. He says, for I am your God. He said, I will strengthen you and I will help you and I will hold you up with my righteous right hand. Hallelujah. Jesus said, I will never leave you and neither will I ever forsake you. He said, I am, I was, and I am. I am he that liveth forevermore. He said, I am the Alpha and I am the Omega. He said, I am he that moves your mountains. I am he that heals your bodies. I am he that supplies all your needs. I am he that bore all your sins on my body as he did her and did the other testimonies and some of the others in here has got testimonies that he bore your sickness for you. 
on his body. He said, I am he that loves you unconditionally. He said, I am the beginning and I am the end. He said, and I'm everything in between. Are you hearing me? Blessed be the name of the Lord forever. Friends, all... he is all you're ever going to need because He is the King of kings and the, God, and the Lord of lords. Are you hearing me? Praise God. As Job said in chapter 19, verse 27, He said, For I know that my Redeemer lives and He shall stand at last on this earth. And I don't know, but I don't think that's going to be too long. He is going to be standing. He says He's coming back on that horse and He's going to be standing on the mountain. And I don't believe that's going to be too long off. And I tell you something else. I know that we get shocked with everything that's going on in the world today because we are humans and we're not used to a lot of it. And so naturally we're going to get shocked, grieved, upset. But God tells us in his word, don't get surprised. Don't be surprised. He said, because all of these things are going to happen, all these places are going to... All these things are going to take place before I come back. Are you hearing me? But still, I get grieved. And I believe it's grieving God that some of these outrageous things that are taking place. It has gone from aborting our babies, millions, to now they're wanting to pass laws where 10-year-olds can have sex. They've already passed one in California. I just want to cry. And we need to cry out to our God. We will not have it. We need to stop it. We, it should never pass California lines. They should never go into another state. Are you hearing me? A 10-year-old is a baby. That's the same thing as whatever they call that, uh, where they're marketing um, sex, tra- sex, sex trafficking. That's, that, that, that's, 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 uh, that's rape. Because a 10-year-old don't know what they should do and what they shouldn't do. Some 18-year-olds don't know. But it needs to move us to stand, to make a difference. I didn't come here today to, to step on any toes. I just come here to get you riled up, to get you fighting mad. We need to get fighting mad and you can get fighting mad and you don't have to do any damage. You can let God do the damage. God will do the damage. He's just waiting on us. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Brothers and sisters, I know that there's a lot of negative stuff being taught and prophesied in the world today for I've heard it too. I see it. However, I truly believe that God wants us, His children, to focus on the things above and not on the stuff that's going on in this world. The Lord's been talking to me a lot lately concerning the protection and about His kingdom and the importance of not being afraid of all the things that's going on around us today. And as I said before, as I teach on God's Word today and the other pastors are teaching, I pray that you will receive new revelation to go with what you've already been taught. Saints, we cannot do anything without revelation. You came here today to get revelation. Revelation is the birth and chamber of the unseen things which have not been created. Are you hearing me? Doesn't the Bible tell us in Romans, I think it's um, Romans 4.17, 
where he says to call those things to be not as though they are. If, you don't, if you're not happy and satisfied with what's going on in the world today, begin to call into things that you want it to be. Call what you want. Don't be speaking what already is. It's already enough people speaking that already. Begin to speak the things into existence that you want to see happen. Speak into about our leaders and the people that are supporting these leaders. Call, call these things in and begin to pray for them. Send, ask, God, ask the Lord of the God of the harvest to send forth laborers into their path to witness to them. Let's do something. Let's don't just sit around and watch the play with our iPhone, smartphones, and watch the news and feel like that we're helpless and that we can't do anything because that's a lie. That's a lie from hell. You can do something. He don't want you to think you can do anything, but you can do something. We all have the power of the Holy Spirit in us, working in us, and for us, and He's on God is on our side. And He's going to support you, and He's going to protect you. Don't be afraid. Don't be afraid. The kingdom of God is the realm of power and authority, and you've been given citizenship into that kingdom. In Galatians chapter 1, verse 13, in the God Word translation says, God has rescued us from the power of darkness and has brought us into the kingdom of His Son, whom He loves. Saints, you have been given legal rights and authority in this government. And Ephesians 2, in the voice translation says, you, you are no longer called outcasts and wanderers, but citizens with God's people, members of God's holy family, and residents of His household. Hallelujah. In other words, you are a resident in God's holy family and a citizen in the kingdom of God. Praise the Lord. John 15, 15 says, I no longer call you servants. He said, because a servant does not know his master's business. He said, instead, I call you friends. For everything he says that I have learned from my father, I have made known to you. There is nothing that... God told Je that Jesus knew that he that the Father didn't tell him that he tells us the same thing. This, you know, this Bible I got a, a cloth one, but I'm using this for ministering purposes. It's easier. But you know, I believe there are 66 books in the Bible. Is that correct? 66 books in the Bible. There is many writers in the Bible. Primarily, Paul wrote more, but there's still other writers. But there's only one author. There's only one author of the Bible of the Holy Word. And every one of those writers were inspired by God, the Holy Spirit. Every word, every word from Genesis to Revelations was inspired by the Holy Spirit. So he's the author, just as he is still the author and finisher of our faith. Praise the Lord. It says, and Paul says in 2 Corinthians, he says, we think that you ought to know, dear brothers and sisters, about the trouble we went through in the province of Asia. He said, we were crushed and we were overwhelmed beyond our abilities, he said, to endure. And, and though we would never live through it, he said, thought they'd never live, and he thought they'd never live through it. Saints, many of us in here today, many of us that's going to listen, listening online or are going to hear this message around the world, they have been wondering the same thing concerning this COVID virus, asking themselves, will it ever end? Will it ever be over? You hear these words everywhere you go. But Paul was saying here that he thought that they were going to die too. Some people in here think they're going to. Paul said in verse 9, he said, in fact, we expected to die. 
But listen to what Paul did. But as a result, he said, we stopped. Paul said, we stopped for just a second. We stopped relying on ourselves. Brothers and sisters, we've got to stop relying on ourselves. We've got to rely on our Father. We've got to rely on the Holy Spirit. We've got to rely on Jesus Christ, our Lord and Savior. And that's what Paul said. Even Paul did that. He said, we just stopped relying on ourselves and learned to rely only on God. He said, who raises the dead. Praise His holy name. In verse 10, he said, and, and he did rescue us from mortal danger. And he said, he'll rescue us again. And Paul said, we have placed our confidence in him and he will continue to rescue us. Just like if we put our confidence and our faith in him, he too will rescue us. Are you hearing me? Saints, when we know the power of almighty God and we put our trust in that power, we will never need to be afraid of any weapon that is formed against us. Trusting that the Lord of hosts will rise up and stand against our enemy. According to Deuteronomy 28 verse 7 says, The Lord will cause your enemies who rise up against you to be defeated before your face. He said, They shall come in against you one way and I shall cause them to flee from you in seven different ways. Hallelujah. He said, They won't even get near you. Let me say that Paul was not complaining here about his hardships. That was not his motive. He was merely, he merely was witnessing to God's grace and to God's provision and giving testimony to how God would continue to rescue him. We have to know that we know that we know that we know that our Father will rescue us too, that he will always be there for us. Are you hearing me? Yes, brothers and sisters, there has been a shaking and there's a shaking still going on. But know this, God has a plan and he has not and he will not forsake you. In Isaiah 46, 4, God said, even to your old age, thank God, and gray hair, thank you, God. He said, <laughs> get some of you thanking God's in here, got some gray hair in here, you know. Well, don't worry. God said he's going to keep us. He's going to carry you. He said, he, says, uh, I, he said, I will sustain you. I have made you and I'll carry you. He said, I will sustain you and I will rescue you. Thank you, Jesus. Praise the Lord. In Isaiah 51, 10, he said, Are you not the same today? The one who dried up the sea, making the path of escape through the depths so that your people could cross over? In verse 12, he said, I, yes, I am the one who comforts you. So why are you afraid of mere humans who wither like the grass and disappear? Hallelujah. And 1 Peter 1.24 in the Berean Bible says, For all flesh is like grass, and, it's, and, and all its glory like the flowers of the field. The grass withers and the flowers fail, but the word of God stands forever. Hallelujah. And this is the word that was proclaimed to you. In verse 15 it says, For I am the Lord your God, who stirs up the sea, causing the waves to roar. He said, My name is the Lord of heaven's armies. He said, my name is the Lord of heaven's armies. And he said, and I have put my words in your mouth and hidden you safely in my hand. As a matter of fact, you write this down in Isaiah 49, 16. He says, see, I have engraved you on the palm of my hands. God has an image of me and you in the palm of his hands. And I used to say this a lot. I believe if God had a refrigerator in heaven, he'd have my picture on it. 
I believe if he had a refrigerator, he'd have your picture on the front door. But since he doesn't have a refrigerator, he's got an image of you engraved in the palm of his hands. Hallelujah. Are you hearing me? Think about that. You are so precious. He says, I got you back. I got your front and I got all your sides. I got you covered. I got you covered and I'm never going to leave you. He said, I stretched out the sky like a canopy and laid the foundation of the earth. He said, I am the one who says to Israel, you are my people. Saints, if you have accepted Jesus as your Lord and Savior, you and I are God's people. He says we are his chosen ones. Sometimes I think that we forget the almighty God who is on our side, who has all things and all people under his control. I believe this happens because we see God as being afar off. We see him at a distance while we can see the oppressor, Satan, our adversary with our eyes because we can hear with our ears his threatening words and we can see with our eyes all the destruction that's going on. So because we can witness and see these things with our eyes and we don't always see God. God, God does things supernaturally too. God is, he can see too. But you got to get your eyes off of the other stuff and get your eyes on him. And then he'll be working, not, not only will you be witnessing the supernatural, but you'll be experiencing the supernatural. And that's what you want. You want to be one of those that are experiencing the supernatural. I mean, I do. Praise the Lord. The word says in Isaiah 51, he said that you live in constant fear and terror because of the oppressor bent on destruction. He also says, where is the oppressor? Saints, that verse, what that verse means is the oppressor never came. I'm going to say that again. The oppressor never came. So what am I saying? I'm saying that men are living in constant fear of calamity that will never happen to them. That's what I'm saying. And they will suffer. Listen to this. They will suffer far more dreading them, the calamities, than if they actually came upon them. I want you to think about that. This is the reason so many are stressed out. Saints, I know that you feel afraid but we can have faith that God is with us. We may not be in control, but we can trust the one that is in control. And we may not know what the future holds, but we can trust the one that holds the future. Are you hearing me? We know who is the author and the finisher of our faith, praise God. And we are seated with him in the heavenly places, seated at the right hand of Jesus. Our position as believers is one of joint seating with Christ Jesus. Our seating and reigning with Christ is a position of authority, honor, and triumph. Not failure, depression, and not defeat. We can choose to focus our minds on what is true in the midst of these uncertain times, and we can stop watching and listening to all the lies and know that Satan uses these lies to fill your heart and minds with fear, and you can stop allowing your imaginations to run wild envisioning all these bad things. I remember my mom used to tell me when I was worried about something that had not yet happened, she would say, Joanne, don't cross that bridge until you come to it. Think about it. How many bridges have you guys been crossing? 
you've already been crossing bridges that you haven't gotten to yet. Don't cross that bridge until you get to it. In Job chapter 3, verse 25, in the Berean Bible says, For the thing I feared has overtaken me, and what I dreaded has befallen me. And in the contemporary English version, it says, Everything I fear and dreads comes true. Yes. But let me say this. Everything that you confess of God's word, every word that you agree with him comes true too. You have a choice. We always have choices. You can choose who you're going to agree with. You can agree whose words you're going to speak every day. You can choose to speak life, and you can choose to speak death. The Bible tells us, in, in uh, I think it's in Proverbs 4, 18, that the power of life and death is in your tongue. This is a powerful weapon. This is the only weapon that we have, the only weapon that we need, because this weapon can cut anything the Bible says my word is like a, is sharper than a two-edged sword that it'll cut through bone and marrow even to divide in the spirit and soul. Your tongue, you can cut ribbons through anything. You can cut ribbons through any of Satan's work. Where it's sickness on your body, financial difficulties, whatever you're going through, all you need is to take your tongue and use it like a surgeon's laser, uh, a scalpel laser, whatever. Just laser, just put it on there and just hold it there. And keep speaking that word and speaking that word and trusting that word until you cut through it. And you will cut through it. Brother and sister, please believe that I'm not making light of what's going on. I do know that the coronavirus is a serious thing. However, we cannot take our eyes off of God, our creator, our protector, and our deliverer. In closing, I'd like to remind you again what our God, Lord, has promised us. He said, don't be afraid for I am with you. Don't be discouraged, he says, for I am your God. He said, I'm going to repeat these things again. I will strengthen you. I will help you. I will hold you up with my righteous right hand. And Jesus says, I'll never leave you nor forsake you. He said, I am, I was, and I am. I am he that liveth forevermore. He said, I am the Alpha and I am the Omega. I am he that moves your mountains. I am he that heals your bodies. I am he that supplies all of your needs. I am he that bore all your sins on my body. Hallelujah. I am he that loves you unconditionally. He said, I am the beginning and I am the end and I am everything in between. Blessed be his holy name. Friends, all he is all you're ever going to need. He is the King of kings and the Lord of lords. And Job said in, in chapter 19, verse 27, he said, For I know that my Redeemer lives, and he shall stand at last on this earth. Hallelujah. As I was finishing this message, the Lord brought this back, verse back to my remembrance. I believe it is a word of prophecy. If you'd like to write it down, it's in Amos chapter 9, verse 13 and 14, coming from the message translation. Yes, indeed. The Lord gave me this verse, I guess it's been about two years now. And uh, I uh, confess it quite a bit. And uh, this morning or yesterday, he had uh, wanted me to speak it over you. You can choose to receive it. It's up to you. He, in the message Bible, it says, yes, indeed, it won't be long now. God's decree. Things are going to happen so fast. Your head will swim. One thing fast on the heels of the other. They won't be able to keep, you won't be able to keep up. Everything will be happening at once. And everything and everywhere you look, blessings and blessings for my people Israel. Hallelujah. I will rescue. It won't be long, he said. 
Father God, I just thank you this morning. I thank you for your love. I thank you for your mercy. I thank you, Father, for the food that you gave me this morning to feed the, feed the children. I thank you, Father, this morning they were eating from a powerful buffet. You said, Father, that you have placed a table before us in the presence of our enemies. And I thank you this morning, Holy Spirit, that you have placed this food before us this morning. We have the opportunity to partake of it or we have the choice to refuse it. But Father God, I pray this morning that the powerful word that went through, forth this morning was a word from you. It was word straight from the throne of God. It was fresh food. It was fresh manna from heaven. And I thank you, Lord, for the fresh manna. And I thank you, Father, that I ate of the food and they will continue to eat of this food all day long as the praise and worship goes forth, as the ministers continue to feed them. Remember that you are in charge. You are in charge. You are the one that God made the table for. Eat of that table. Keep your eyes on that table. Keep the eyes on the manna. And don't be worried about what else is going on around you. And Father, we just give you all the praise and all the glory.